lot better than that. Say, come on and give God praise. Oh, my. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know they were talking about freedom from injustice, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. That makes us free. Come on and put those hands together one more time as you take your seats. Well, good morning, Hopewell. Amen. What a blessing it is to see all of your smiling faces on this beautiful wintry morning. Well, not really winter, this beautiful morning. Amen. That God has allowed us to be able to see another day. And we give God all the praise, the thanks, and the glory for that. Those that are watching Hope at Home, we thank God for you that are watching. If you had not already, go ahead and share this. If you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, share this so that someone else can be blessed by the Hope World experience. Those in person, help me praise God for all of our online viewers that are viewing this morning we thank the lord for them listen if we have any first time guests in the building this morning just wave at me any first time guests any first time guests that's with us this morning amen come on hope well help me praise god for all of our first time guests keep waving at me the ushers are coming to give you a connections card we just want you to fill it out place it in the offering basket during offering time this is our point of contact we want to tell you thank you we're saying it now but we want to follow up and say thank you for coming to worship with us today because you could be anywhere else but we thank god that you are here with us worshiping this morning amen come on hope well help me praise god one more time for all of our first time guests that are here worshiping with us listen just a few things we're going to go through them quickly so that we can be able to get right on with the rest of our worship experience we want to again keep our own mother Dara Malone lifted in prayer her husband passed away a few days ago and his visitation is going to be this coming Saturday um, January the 21st from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Jackson Funeral Home um, and then they're going to head to the cemetery after that so I've talked with her I know many others have talked with her and prayed with her but we want to continue to keep her and her husband her and her family amen lifted in prayer amen i am excited i'm excited small groups are getting ready to start back amen are you excited about small groups amen growing together praying together doing life together amen i am excited about it something new that we're doing this year with small groups that we want to be very intentional with building relationships normally we do small groups in the fall and in the spring but we're going to have a continuation of small groups because we really want real authentic relationships to be built and you can't do that if you're inconsistent but we want to be more consistent Consistent with small groups and building those relationships. Um, so Sister Cannons and Sister House Ford, their group is going to begin um, next Monday, the 23rd. Um, Elder Williams and Jennifer's group, they're going to resume back in February. And Mother Algie's groups is going to start back in March. Uh, we'll have in our weekly emails a point of contact, how to be able to get in contact with them and how to be able to be a part of those groups. We really want you to be able to build relationship. Church should not just be a place that you go to, but a place that you belong to. And you do that. When we look in the Old Testament church, they didn't have nice buildings to be able to come together. They met in homes. They read the word of God and they ate and they fellowship. Praise God for food. Y'all think that's something I brought to the table. They were doing that back in the day at the first church. Church. They came together in homes, they ate, they fellowship, and they read the word together. And so we want to be able to build authentic, intentional relationships. So if you are not involved in a small group, we want you to get, get connected in the small group so that you can be able to build those relationships. This is great. Um, if you're still kind of freshly new to the well and may not know a lot of people, this is a good way for you to be able to build relationships and to get to know other people. Amen. Amen. Candace, what's the email address that slipped my mind for small groups? I forgot.
Yes, Department of Education, DEPT of Education at HopewellMB.org. Um, DEPT of Education at HopewellMB.org. Best way you can find out more details about small groups, the times and the locations, so that you can be able to be involved, whether no matter what stage in life that you're in, we have small groups that, and we're always looking and praying and discerning uh, for new groups to be able to get started with new interests so that we can be able to build those authentic and real relationships. Amen? Listen, I'm also excited about this. I told you all last week, we're bringing Sunday school back in person hybrid. Amen. Beginning the first Sunday in February. Amen. We're going to be in person in the classroom, and then we'll also be online as well. Anything that we do now, we got to do both. Amen. New church. Amen. We do hybrid, and we embrace that God has allowed us to be able to extend our reach to California and Atlanta and New Jersey. And so we want to be able to keep those same um, connections and bringing ministry right to where they are. Um, so we're doing that with Sunday school and I'm happy to announce that in-person Bible study is coming back amen starting the first Wednesday in February we're going to meet in the fellowship hall and we're calling all of that growing stronger that's the aim that's the goal that when we come together in Sunday school when we come together in midweek Bible study the aim is for us to be able to grow stronger in our walk and in our relationship with the Lord we're going to meet at the tables in the fellowship hall we're going to open up with prayer we're going to have teaching but it's going to be moments within the teaching that you're going to have questions at your table to be able to talk about what we're learning with those that's at the table with you. We again want to build authentic relationships with each other and we also want to make sure that we're not just being hearers of the word but we're being doers of the word. When you look back in the scripture all this is Bible. When you look back in the scriptures over in Nehemiah at the end after they had finished rebuilding a wall and put everything back together again uh, Nehemiah had tasked certain leaders to go out to be amongst the people as they were reading the word of God to make sure that they had an understanding, to make sure that they had an understanding of what they read so that they could be able to rightfully apply it to their lives. He wanted to make sure that they had the right, the right, the right, all of the things so that they could be able to have the right application in their lives. And so we want to take on that same model with bringing Bible study back in person. Again, we're going to have it, amen, online and also in person. So I am very, very, very excited about that. It's been a long time, about almost three years since we've been back in person uh, for Bible study on Wednesdays, but it's going to be good. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's going to be good. And I'm looking to see your face. Amen. February the 1st. Don't sit in church and lie. You said you're going to be here February the 1st at 7 o'clock. Amen. So we're looking to see you for growing stronger on February the 1st. Amen. So we got all that going on. Listen, our children's ministry, I, I, I might be a little biased, but I believe that we have one of the best children's ministry this side of heaven. Oh, yes, we do. And you ought to be clapping your hands real good if your kids go. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. And I love it. Our director of children's and youth ministry, Sister Jessica Jones, has done an amazing job, her and our team, at providing the best spiritual education for our children. I know, I know as the teacher in her, always looking for ways to be able to better communicate with parents. By now, you probably received a text or an email about a thing called Class Tag. It is a communication system um, that she's using with the, the be in contact with all the parents of those children that attend um, Hope Children's Ministry to let you know of volunteer opportunities, to let you know know of um 
what's going on with the ministry, different events, and how you can be able to serve and be involved in what's going on. Parents, please take advantage of this. Please download the app. Please set up an account. Please be involved just as we are with our children's secular education. Let's be involved in our children's spiritual education in making sure not only do they know how to play ball, they know their ABCs, but that they know the Lord Jesus Christ for themselves. And so we want to be able to do that and use this system to be able to better communicate with parents. So please, if you have not received that yet, see Sister Jessica so she can get you all signed up for that as well. I got some good news this morning that I, I forgot to mention it last week, but it doesn't make a difference when I mention it. It is yet still good news. Let me say it again. I got some good news to share on this Sunday morning today. Listen, our own Sister Teresa Wall's cancer is in remission. That's something we ought to give God praise for. My, my, my. I'm going to say it again. I said Sister Wall's cancer is in remission. That is something that we ought to give God a praise and a thanks and a glory for. I'm going to say it again. I wish I was in a sanctified church. I said Sister Wall's cancer is in remission. That's something that we ought to give God praise and glory for doing. He is still a God that heals. He's still a God that delivers. He's still a God that sees and hears about his children. And we give God great praise. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. God is worthy of all of the praise right there. And let me give context to some of those that may not know why we're praising God the way that we do. Over the past three to four months, we've lost members here from our church that have died for cancer. But God has allowed for Sister Wall's life to be extended, not once, but twice, one more time. So we give God a great praise and thanks and glory for showing up and being El Shaddai, God Almighty, one more time. What a God, what a God, what a God we serve. She never complained, she never whined. She kept trusting God, kept believing God. And God has came through and has done it again. Someone asked the question in the Bible, is there anything too hard for God? And the answer is absolutely not. They're the same God of yesterday is the same God today. The God that healed back then in the Old Testament and the New Testament is the God that still heals right today. So we give God praise, glory, and honor for all that he does. Come on to put those hands together. The music ministry is coming and then we're coming back with the word of God. Waiting to hear you come 
Come on, grab your Bibles and stand with me and go to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We thank God for our versatile music ministry. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can go old school, middle school, and new school. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. When you have it, say amen. If you don't just say, wait on me, wait on me, Reverend, wait on me, wait on me. I hear you turning, amen. I see you looking. Go to the table of contents, amen. Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 8. To all of our elders and ministers, to our mothers, our deacons, to my own wife, Sister Swims. I go old school. I know they call the pastor's wives a lot of stuff. I could just call the Sister Swims, amen. Amen. Thank God for her. Amen. We thank God for Elder Lee Langston and his wife, Miss Wendy, all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. Amen. Worshiping with us this morning. Amen. I met Miss Wendy. She made some braces, and I like the braces, and they ended up having 
falling in love with her and her husband both. Amen. That's just good people, good people, good solid people that are supportive of us and what we do here at the well. And so glad to have them in the in the have them in the building today. Amen. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Get this. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds, you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts, fix your mind on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellence and worthy of praise. I want to preach this morning from part two of our series entitled Reset. I want to use as a subject this morning, keeping my mind together. Keeping my mind together. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you now for your goodness we thank you now for your grace, for your mercy. God, we thank you for preaching and teaching power. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence that we already feel in the room. God, we thank you that you have given us everything that we need to be able to navigate in life and ministry is found in your word and in prayer. God, thank you. And I pray that we would take more advantage, oh God, that we don't have to seek out tarot cards or fortune cookies to figure out what to do. We got your word. We got your word, Father God, and we have access to you through prayer. So we thank you now, Father. We praise you, we magnify you, and we lift you up. And it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, as you're taking your seat, just tell your neighbor's neighbor, I got to keep my mind together. I got to keep my mind together. I got to keep my mind together. Almost about a year ago, I was able to get me a new vehicle. Very excited about the new vehicle. I mean, it was an upgrade from that 2007 Kia Optima, the paint coming off and different stuff like that. My CD player didn't work anymore and all that good stuff. Don't laugh at me. You done been there before. And so, but I thank God because it was paid for. It was mine. Nobody could take it from me. Nobody owned it but me. It was mine. The title was in my safe in the car. And so, got some news that my, uh, I forget, my catalytic converter was getting ready to go out. I said, oh my God, I don't want this to happen. I don't I don't want no new car. I don't want no car. No, I'm doing just fine with this car. We're going to roll the Kia out all the way until Jesus come back. That was my plan. That was my plan to be able to do. I called some different people. I said, hey, what would it cost to be able to get this done? And God said, Pastor, I'll be honest with you. If I were to tell you how much it costs, if I were to make an appointment for you to come in to fix your car, I would be taking advantage of you because it may start off at being 1200 It could go up because there's no telling where, what else is going on in your car. I said, sir, this is not the news that I want to be able to hear because this car is paid off. I don't owe nobody nothing for it. It is mine. I want you to do all that you can to be able to fix this thing and do what needs to be done. I said, well, how much time do I have with this car then, my brother? How much time do I have before I have to get something else? He said, listen, there's no telling. It could, it could, it could last you another year. You could be, it could go out tomorrow. There's no telling anything could be able to happen. I said, it's getting ready to get cold, my brother. What do you think that I need to do? We know that winter's here in Carbondale 
northern and southern Illinois. In Illinois, you can experience all four seasons in a matter of a day. I said, and, and, and he said, well, I don't know what may happen, so you may want to go ahead and just get something else. So I go, I get another vehicle, I get me a Lincoln, I do a nice little upgrade. Not saying this is bragging rights, but you'll see where I'm going with it as I go along. And so I'm excited about it. I got nice little features, you know. If I'm, if I'm too close to a car, some red stuff will start going off. Red lights go off and let me know that, hey, you're in danger. If my hand comes off the wheel, let me know. Keep your hands on the wheel. Maybe you need more rest. I don't have to turn my headlights on, my bright lights on at night when it's dark. They just come on by themselves. And if a car's coming my way, it goes off by itself. When I walk up to the car and I have my key in my pocket, the car just automatically opens up, the doors unlock, and then the seal of the Lincoln shows up on the floor. I mean, oh my gosh, I got, I got a nice sunroof. I never had a sunroof before. I got the sunroof. Now I open up, I put my head through the sunroof just because I can because I got a sunroof. I never had a sunroof before. I had all the, I had all the excited about the car until it wasn't a payment it came time for some maintenance I went and got an oil change I said hey listen here buddy I want to get an oil change don't come and tell me nothing else about what may needs to be fixed what may be going on in the future just change my oil they did not follow instructions they come back out they say hey we noticed that something's wrong with the struts and we also know that you need four new tires I said okay well just go ahead and just give me a number of how much all that stuff is going to cost and he put the number down I said well help God I said I, I don't know if you I, I don't, I don't think that's right. Go back and run them numbers one more time. He come back with the same numbers and said, what options do I have? Are there payment plans? Do you take, do you, what, what can I do to be able to take care of all of this? The maintenance of a Lincoln is different than the maintenance of a Kia. Because, because of the car, there's a higher maintenance about it. There's more that goes into and taking care of it because it is something that is dear to me, something that's precious to me that I need to be able to navigate through life. The maintenance on it is a whole lot more higher than I had been paying before. And so I have to make up in my mind, what am I going to do? Am I going to eat up the cost and do what needs to be done in realizing the long, the, the long-term effects of this thing is going to have by me doing what I need to go now, need to do now? Am I going to take the cheap route and just kind of go around and find somebody in the alley and give them a six-pack and come back in two hours and my car be all fixed? What am I going to do? But because... There, because of what the vehicle is, there's a higher maintenance that comes along with it. And I had to make up in my mind, if this thing is really valuable to me, I am willing to invest and keep the maintenance up with it so that it can be able to last me for a long time. Things that we value, things that we love, Things that are of great importance, we are willing to maintain. Things that mean something to us, we are willing to count the cost, we're willing to invest, we're willing to do whatever it is that needs to be done to keep it going the way that it needs to go. Can I tell you something that's of great importance and great value to us? Our minds. Just like we maintenance our vehicles, just like we maintenance our home, our minds need maintenance as well. Almost a year ago, last summer, I was just in a bad place 
mentally. It was odd because everything that was happening in my life that I had prayed and believed God to do, God was doing. I mean, he was answering prayers that me and Sister Swims had prayed and the girls had prayed and we were experiencing God doing it. I'm living everything that I've dreamed about doing, but yet still something just was not right get home from work I'm ready to go to bed I'm just out of touch I'm not engaging with the family I'm just doing I'm just going by to get by I'm doing what I have to do to be able just to make it through another day and make it through another week I'm in the I, I'm in a bad place and I'm in such a bad place I wanted to walk away from pastoring not because I got called to another church I was willing to walk away from it all and, to, and take myself down to being a deacon ready because of where I was mentally, every thought, different things going through my mind, different thoughts going through my mind, all these different things just overwhelm all together. And I'm trying to figure out what in the world am I going to do? I made one of the best decisions, one of the greatest investments by going and meeting with a counselor, a therapist, someone that is certified and has went to school to do what they're doing to help me to navigate through some feelings, to help me to navigate through some thoughts to help me to make sense of some things that was happening in my life that I could not explain. Yes, I prayed. Yes, I talked to my pastor. Yes, I fasted. Yes, I consulted the word of God. But I used every resource possible for the maintenance of my mind. Why? Because I told you that whatever you value, whatever is of great importance to you, you will invest in the maintenance of it to be able to keep it up so that it can be able to last you a long time. And since that time, being able to talk to someone that, from, that was from the outside, that it wasn't from here, that I didn't even know all that well, but for them to be unbiased and to come in and to tell me certain things that I did not want to hear, but to be able to receive it, someone to pray over me, someone, someone that heard from God as they were speaking to me, made the world of difference in my life. It was maintenance. It was maintenance to help keep my mind together. It was maintenance to keep my thoughts together. It was maintenance because my mind is of great value to me. My mind is of, 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 of great importance to me. It means something to me. And so because of that, I'm willing to invest in it. Can I tell you something, people of God, that you and I, as we're still in the month of January, we're 15, 15 days into this new year, that you and I have to make our minds a priority in our lives. You and I have to make maintenance in our lives and our minds a priority in our lives. No one else can be able to do that but us. We have to make it a priority in our lives to be able to take of ourselves mentally if that be a therapist if that's a counselor if it's a weekend getaway if it's using using our sick days and vacation days to be able to take a mental health day for ourselves to keep our minds together that you and I have to make this of great importance yes, yes, yes. how can you be effective at being a husband or a wife and your mind is all over the place how can you be effective as a parent? How can you be effective in anything that you're doing in life if your mind is all over the place? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got to keep my mind together. 
Here it is. We're not out here by ourselves. Paul shares here in his book to the church of Philippi of, of ways of things that you and I need to do to be able to keep our minds intact, to be able to keep our minds together. In other words, how to be able to maintenance our minds so that it can be able to last us for a very long time. Here it is. I like it. We're going to jump right on in and see what Paul has to say to us. He's talking to the church at Philippi, but we can be able, we snuck in on the conversation and we can be able to take a away some points to be able to apply to our lives here it is if we're going to keep our minds together saints it's going to take deliberate prayer everybody say deliberate prayer look at what he says right there in verse 6 he says he says don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done Paul realized and he understood that us as human as people that we are quick to worry some versions even say don't be anxious for nothing that you and I are quick to be anxious we're quick to be worried and when worry and anxiety comes in, it's not coming in just to play with you. It's coming in to overwhelm you. It's coming in to take your sleep. It's coming in to cause you not to eat. It's coming in to cause you to be restless, that you can't be at peace about anything at all because your mind is all over the place. In fact, in the Greek, anxious means a divided mind. Half my thoughts are good thoughts. But the other half of my thoughts are destructive thoughts. Worry, as we see here in the New Living Translation, it comes from an old English word that means to strangle. <laughs> that worry and anxiety shows up to strangle the life out of you, but not just the life out of you, but that worry comes to strangle the word out of you. The word that you have read, the word that has been preached to you, the word that has because listen, when you are worried, when you are anxious, sometimes, maybe it's not, maybe it's just me, sometimes that the last thing on my mind is about what the word says. But I'm so overtaken. Am I, am I the only one that ever experienced that? That in that moment that I'm so overwhelmed by everything that's going on around me. I'm overwhelmed by the feelings that's happening on the inside. I'm overwhelmed by what I'm seeing. I'm overwhelmed by what I'm hearing. That I'm not thinking about the word of God because worry and anxiety has shown up and has choked out the word of God in my life. Now my mind is divided. Half my mind believes God's word. The other half trying to figure out how I'm going to do this and get this together. Half my mind is, 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 is caught up by, why, by what I'm seeing and, I'm, and what I'm hearing. And the other half is saying just trust God. One half of my mind is about to lose it. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't talk. I can't do anything. And the other half is saying just trust God. And in the middle of that, you've got the strangulation that's going on on the inside. That's taking the life, the peace, and the trust that we should have on God. But listen, Paul don't leave us there by himself. Look at what the text says. The text says, don't worry about anything. Instead, 
pray about it. I like the way Pastor H.B. Charles says it. He says it, turn your, turn your worries into prayers. So in other words, Paul is saying, hey, whatever those things that you're worried about, whatever those things that's causing you anxiety, he says, use this as an opportunity to be able to train your minds to get God involved. Because literally, that's what prayer is. Prayer is training our minds to get God involved instead of freaking out. Prayer is training our minds to get God involved before we start passing out. Prayer is getting God involved. It's training ourselves to get God in the midst of what's happening in our lives before we panic. And look for other solutions that don't even include God. He says, hey, if you want to keep your mind together, it's going to take deliberate prayer. And I like that because deliberate prayer is not just the prayer time that you may have with God in the morning or God in the afternoon or God in the evening. But this is a continual thing that as I'm going through the day, I'm talking to God. That before I walk into work, God, you know the people I work with, you know these jokers in here, God. You know my boss, you know my manager, Father. I don't want to set it off today, so I need you to help me. I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you to direct me. It's every parent that's going to wake up on Tuesday morning and the kids act like they have not been getting dressed for school and brushing their teeth since August and they act like it's brand new and you have to say Father God help me I don't want to hurt no kid today as they're going to school God brighten my tongue brighten my thoughts Father God that I think good towards my kids that it is a continual conversation that I am getting God involved because here it is saints of God if we limit our prayer time to just one time what's going to happen when life hits us right after we get up from praying if we limit our conversation with God and our communion with God just during our time that we spend with him, what happens for the rest of the day when life shows up? Paul says, hey, if you want to keep your mind together, it has to be a continual, deliberate conversation where I'm inviting God into everything. I'm inviting God into meetings. I'm inviting God into conversations. I'm inviting God into decisions. I'm inviting God to get involved in what's going on in my life so that I won't be overwhelmed with anxiety and worry, so that I can be able to trust and to rest. And I've said this before, and I'll say it all over again. In me talking with God, in us talking with God on a continual basis does not necessarily mean he will change our situation or that he will pull us out but he will change the way that we see a thing he will change us before he changes our circumstance to get us to be able to look to him and depend upon him and to see him instead of our worry and our anxiety I got a question to ask you this morning in the midst of your worry and your anxiety have you talked to God about it you gotten God involved in it because here it is God cares about everything that frustrates you God cares about everything that irritates you. God cares about everything that agitates you. God cares about everything that's getting on your nerves. God cares about everything that has you on edge. God cares about everything that but the stuff that you have on your mind that you have not been able to sleep and eat. God cares about every facet of our lives but the question yet still remains have you prayed about it? You know, made a post on social media, you know, and went on Snapchat and told Snapchat, have you prayed to God about it? Have you gotten God involved in what's happening in your life? Let me ask this question. Why do we carry unnecessary burdens? 
when we have a God that can do anything. Why do we allow for anxiety and worry to overtake us when we have a God that is capable and able to handle every worry and anxiety that we have? Have you prayed about it? We'll keep our minds together. It is an ongoing conversation that we got to have with God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, keep talking to God. Keep talking. I know your answers may not have shown up the way that you want them to. I know it seems like God has been denying your answers, but I need you to keep on talking to God. Keep on talking to God. Keep on praying about it. Keep on talking to God. Keep God, keep getting God involved. Keep, because even though, once again, that he may not change the situation, but he's changing you in the midst of it because now, instead of you being worried and overwhelmed about it, the more you get God involved, the more peace that you have. Look at what the text says, y'all. Hear what he says. Look at what he says here. He says, tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. He says, tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Paul shows us here the whole attitude that we have, the attitude that we have, because I like this, because this does, it, it, it makes it so that our relationship with God is not just for us to go in and get what we need. Okay. He says, tell God what you need, but also thank him for all that he has done. He says, I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to be anxious. I need you to pray about everything. I need you to get God involved in everything. And he goes on to say, hey, along with that, I need you, I need you to tell God what you need. And as you're telling God what you need, I also need you to end that prayer by thanking him for all he has done. Let me tell you what will break the back of anxiety and worry in your life because we may have moments that we have come to where we're concerned about how this is going to get taken care of, who's going to do this, who's going to do that, but at the end of your prayer, if you will allow yourself to begin to reflect back and to look back and to glean back and to see all the times that God has come through for you, if you will allow yourself to go back and have a memory and to testify that you can say just like David said, I once was young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread, that you can be able to look back and say that my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills, that you can be able to look back and say that God has kept me for the past three years in the midst of a global pandemic. I ain't lost nothing, and even what I have lost, God has been El Shaddai, God Almighty. He has replaced and do everything that I have lost that God has been there every step of the way sometimes what we need to do is to make the devil a liar and to begin to testify and say despite of worry despite of anxiety my God has been a way maker my God has been a healer my God has been a deliverer my God has made ways out of no ways and then as you're talking to God you ended with Thanksgiving but then you opened up your mouth and you ended with a shout and you will say you slay me yet will I trust you you will look back and realize that God is the one that deserves the praise the glory and the honor I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry 
in this new age church we've gotten too comfortable and we are way too quiet we gotten too comfortable and we're way too quiet every time we get to come together and worship god we ought to be shouting we ought to be opening up our mouths and telling god thank you that we made it through another seven days and we're back together again we ought to open up our mouths and say god i thank you that on monday you made a way tuesday you kept my mind wednesday you opened up doors Thursday, you healed my body. Friday, you turned some things around. Saturday, you showed up. And Sunday, here I am as a living witness of your grace, your mercy, and your kindness. So in other words, we don't have a right to remain silent. God has been too good to us to sit here and act bougie and suck up. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You want to break worry in your life? Take this time right now and just start thinking, God, how God has kept your kids. There's been shoes in school, but it wasn't your kids' school. You want to take this time right now and to thank them while others are getting divorced. God has kept your marriage. Come on, let, the, let gratitude rise in the midst. Come on, open up your mouth and just tell God, thank you. 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 Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Thank you for the doors you open. Thank you for the clothes that you, the doors that you close. Thank you for the waves that you made. He says, Woo! That's it. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. He done kept your mind through everything that you've been through. You should be in Anna right now, wrapped up, but he made you. He kept your mind. 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 You have not lost your mind. He's kept your mind. You thought about taking your life, but he's kept your mind. God, thank you. kept you he kept you he's provided he's healed he's delivered you got a reason to thank him you got a reason to thank him you got a reason to thank you you got a reason to thank him you got a reason to thank him I think I'm gonna stop right here you got a reason to thank him you got a reason to thank him you got a reason to thank him you got a reason to thank him. You got a reason to thank him. He woke you up this morning. You got a reason to thank him. He woke you up this morning. You got a reason to thank him. He started you in your right mind. You got a reason to thank you. Last night wasn't your last night. You got a reason to thank him. So many doors you open. So many ways you made. In fact, God, you've been better than good to me. Better than I deserve. 
All the times you healed me. All the times you kept me. You've been so good. You've been so good. You've been so you've been so you you've been God you've been so many doors you opened so many ways you made you've been <laughs> you've been you've been You've been, you've been. Sister Becky, he brought Brianna through surgery. He, he's been, he's been, he's been. He's been. He's been. Let your mind reflect. He's been. He's been so good. Lift those hands and worship. I'm done preaching. Lift those hands and worship. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Come on, lift those hands. Come on, don't get quiet on me. Lift those hands and worship. Talk to them. 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 Come on, fill this atmosphere with gratitude. Fill this atmosphere with thanksgiving. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Fill this atmosphere with thanksgiving. God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If I had 10,000 tongues, I wouldn't be able to say thank you enough. Thank you, 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 thank you. Because the more I thank him, the more worry has to go. The more I thank him, the more anxiety has to shut up. The more I thank him, the more appreciative I become of God. The more I thank him, the more I invite him into
Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Come on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Open your mouth. Come on, come on. This atmosphere, atmosphere demands that you open your mouth. Come on, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Oh God. Jesus. I 
pray over every individual that's in this room and that's watching online right now, God. That worry and anxiety, oh God, is snatching the life out of them, Lord. I pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that we will make an exchange this moment right now, God, that we won't miss this time, that we won't miss this moment, God, that we will make an exchange with you, that we will cast all of our cares, that we will cast all of our worries, that we will cast all of our anxieties on you. God, I pray now, those that are in need of provision, Father God, that you will show up God, whether it be finances, oh God, a job, Lord God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that they will trust and rest in you as their heavenly Father, oh God, and, and knowing that you will take care of them, God, and knowing that you will give them their daily bread, Father God, that all they have to do is trust and rely in you, God, those that, Lord God, that are in need of healing, Father God, those that are in need of healing, Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we've seen and we've experienced what you've done for Sister Walls, Father God, so we're expecting you to do the same for others, oh God, we're believing and trusting you, Lord God, you are a cancer killer, Father God, and we pray now in the name of Jesus oh God that you will save that you will deliver and that you will heal God so to worry oh God we choose to thank you instead of being overwhelmed by anxiety oh God we choose to thank you thank you father for your goodness and God, we await the testimonies, oh God. We await the testimonies, oh God, to hear the great work that you have done. And we won't wait until you do it to praise you, God. We praise you by faith that is done. We praise you by faith that is done, Lord. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people say, Clap those hands real good.